All right, three, two, one, mark. Here we are. Welcome. 103. <laughs> 103? Oh, that's right. It wasn't 101 yesterday. Where are we up to? We've done 102. How's that microphone going? I'm working with the hardware yeah. as well. Not only do we have to come up with amazing content, we have to rank all the hardware. We have to do the software and the hardware. The microphones are not very, uh, you know, conducive to... No, uh, I feel like I've definitely over-engineered the setup. <laughs> you won't be able to see this, but Frank has, like, this mixer board. He's got, like, a stand with a pop filter. This pa- He's got this external power supply system. And I'm here with, like, uh, a Blue Yeti with a surgical mask taped over the top. <laughs> and somehow I'm ending up with better audio. I don't know how it's possible. Yeah. But anyway... We uh, we had yesterday. Yeah. Or no, not yesterday. That was last week, the of last course. Episode. The last episode. We uh, touched on the boot camp. We did. We said we'd talk about it. Yeah. What was the boot camp? It was uh, the Fast Track uh, Coder Academy boot camp. Yeah. It was meant to be, how long was it? Six months. Six months. Six yeah. months and we were meant to be uh, job ready by the end of it, yeah. essentially. The boot camp, nine till five. Monday yeah, Friday. every day. Every day. I was working a full-time job the whole time through yeah. as well. So uh, I'd work nights. Where was that? MacPack. I'd work nights oh, at MacPack yeah. and then weekends as well. And I I didn't sleep at all because I had to commute like three hours yeah. each way. So <laughs> well, I remember they told me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, and I ended up spending most of the weekend as well and nights yeah. trying to prep for the Monday to Friday stuff. <laughs> trying to deal with the pain. Yeah. To deal with the pain, yeah. I even remember I was handwriting Ruby methods to try and memorize them all. Yeah. <laughs> we both had that book. I think everyone's gone through that phase in learning with programming where you feel like you have to write every single thing yeah. down in like handwritten. I have like a like all of the operators, less than, greater than, minus, times, <laughs> modulo, all of those ones written yeah. down in a notebook well, somewhere. I was writing everything down until I realized I have no chance of writing everything down. Yeah, <laughs> I started documenting like uh, RSpec, I think, and then I realized, oh fuck, there's a lot more libraries. <laughs> I don't think I can document all this stuff. Because that was back in the days, uh, like being first introduced to coding and seeing documentation for the first time, and being like, I'll never be able to understand this. No, you just have to accept your uh, limited understanding yeah. in programming. Yeah. You have to learn quickly. That, that's all you can do. You can't learn everything. It's, it's different from other jobs. I don't learn anymore. I just learn where the easiest code to copy and paste lives on the internet and try to remember those spots. <laughs> Stack Overflow and Kinsey Dots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mostly Kinsey Dots. Are you on his forum? Does he have a forum? He's got a Discord channel. Oh. Yeah. You're not on that yet? No, I'm not on there. No, I just read all these. Frank's got, a fan. He's got lots of content. It's fan boy. <laughs> well, if I go he's got Discord, an Instagram. If I go on the Discord server, I'd have to interact with everyone. Oh, that's true. That Discord's yeah. audio, isn't it? Isn't it like a chat room? I think it's audio as well. Like yeah. The only time I've used it was for like playing Minecraft ah. back in the day, and that was like you join a room and it's audio, and it'd be so awkward to like. Would everyone be like programming on their computer and then talking <laughs> as they program? I'd imagine no one would be saying anything. You just hear a lot of clicking. Well, he does. Uh, he's got a. He calls it an office hours type where he just live streams and people log on and chat with him while he's live stream coding. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like when, when's our live stream? Over the type script, all his, uh, That's his live stream projects. Yeah. But yeah, the so, uh, yeah. the bootcamp is fun. I love the boot Was it fun? One of the best things I've ever done. Was it fun? I don't know if it was fun for me. It was pa- it was very painful for me in different oh, ways. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's talk about that. Yeah. But uh, we should probably give everyone like the general gist of what it was. So, it was six months, wasn't it? Six months. February to August, 2018. Yeah. yeah. It was all in real life, pre-COVID days. Yeah. We actually met each other in person. There was no remote no it's all remote now. Coder Academy doesn't do an in-person one, yeah. to my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. 
was about 30 of us in the class. It started at, what, 31? And then we gradually, we lost some people along the way. (laughs) I think it was after we learned variables. Once people, like, heard variables and they saw, like, X equals 1, what's X plus 2? Yeah, that was the end. I thought this was about graphics. (laughs) But it was all about web apps. Specifically, yeah. It was like, well, that's the most marketable field, right? Getting into web development in software. Yeah. So it would make sense that that's where they would try to send you. Because the the end of the boot camp, all of it leads up to, uh, and the whole thing is essentially preparation for an internship, which was one of the things that attracted me to it in the first place, was almost every other boot camp that uh, I had looked at, every other project, (laughs) Uh, you had no guarantee of anything at the end of it. James was laughing because I had a short technical difficulty. (laughs) His audio is dead. (laughs) It's hard to maintain eye contact while you're like shuffling around your microphone, not to try not to bump it. Yeah. 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 So um, we started with Rails, wasn't it? It was pretty much, it was Rails. Learn how to use Rails. Learn how to use React. Learn how to use Node. That was like the, the key milestones of it. And one week of Vue as well. One day. Vue was well, just starting. Was. Yeah. <laughs> Michael hated Vue <laughs> with a passion. I loved it, actually. I loved Vue. That was the actually, only... Actually, that's right. You, yeah. you wanted to do Vue with a passion. Yeah. And, uh... and I was arguing constantly with yeah, Michael about yeah. the teacher, the, the lead educator. Yeah. <laughs> that it was actually a really great framework. I still believe that to this day. Have you used Vue since day? No, not really. No one, no one gives you the opportunity to use it. You've done Angular. Yeah. Angular was very nice, yeah. The, just good software patterns are, are what I'm after. Less of a framework. Anyway, I'm going to rant if we talk about this. So <laughs> we have to stay on the boot camp. That's so, definitely rant territory. So it was, um, yeah, like I said, 30, 30th is in the class. I feel like we learnt a lot of coding, but we got a lot of other skills as well. But that was intentional. I think that was intentional from the people who led the, the class. Soft skills. The soft skills, I think. Yeah. The soft skills, the networking, um, learning how the industry actually works, that, that was all kind of embedded in the course. It wasn't just like, here's coding and this is how you build websites. It seemed like the, like, so it was a, what did we end up getting? A diploma of IT, right? There were mandatory requirements, like you have to do discrete maths, which I don't, I I don't think anyone actually really has to use that, 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 that I've worked with, uh, at least actively. They may think about it on occasion, but, uh, yeah, the, 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 we had these courses where, like discrete maths, where it was clearly like this is a requirement to get the diploma. And then there were parts where it was actually, they were trying to get you ready to actually have a job, which yeah. I thought was great. A lot The other TAFE courses, so I interviewed it at a couple, a couple of places. I, did, I wanted to do a TAFE course. Essentially, the whole reason why I joined was I wanted an interview. I was too self-conscious to be yeah. able to do it on my own. And then I... I asked the TAFE places, what's the percentage of people that like go on to actually get a job in technology after they do it? The lady was like, I'm going to be honest with you, something like one one person out of the 60 that we had last year yeah. ended up actually working in the industry. So did you look at what options you had besides the boot camp, uh, the one that we obviously went to, did you look what other options were out there? So TAFE was there. I did. You? Yeah. What else did you look at? Well, I looked at university as well. I'm, so the biggest factor for me was I didn't have any... Uh, I, I had to pay for it out of pocket. So I, I saved the 20-something thousand dollars because I'm not an Australian citizen. It was not cheap. On Hex, it sounds pretty nice, but uh, straight out of the pocket on a minimum wage, you know, that's a tough, that's a tough burden to carry. So university was sort of out of the question because the university courses are all you know, $60,000 or something. That's what I saw. Uh, and then TAFE, I looked into TAFE was, like I said, my mother actually really wanted me to do TAFE because it was like $15,000 cheaper or something. Yeah. Uh, or, or there was like some benefit. I, maybe I could get it for free or something because I'm a permanent resident. I don't remember. There was some benefit and it was more economically viable for me at the time. And everyone was pushing me to go to TAFE. But then the interview asked them some actual questions about the course. They were also te- teaching what PHP, which I mean, yeah, that's fine. I, I'm sure it's a, 
marketable. I have yet to meet a PHP developer <laughs> in real life. Uh, I don't think they exist, actually, outside of the internet. No, it feels like uh, from 2018, when we started, there was just a huge push in the industry in Sydney for React and Node developers. Yeah. And so our, like, the guys who ran our boot camp obviously knew that. They had pretty good connections with people in industry and uh, getting everyone job ready. But why not teach what you can use immediately? Yeah, there's no point. Yeah. yeah. Like that, you still learn uh, all programming concepts from any language, I suppose. But then, practical skills is also part of it. Like, if, if you learn PHP, you can learn how to code for sure. But can you write React? You'll be able to start again from scratch. Kind of. If you're if that's you're, true. If, if you're if moving into that, I suppose they had the connections. Mel, the person who was in charge of the uh, internships, had connections with places that mostly did. Yeah. Reactor uh, view, yeah. so that would be one of the reasons I'm sure why they picked those technologies, which is pretty noble actually, yeah. relative to just resting on your laurels and you know saying, "Oh, we'll do we'll do a PHP course for the next 20 years; yeah. it'll be fine." No, I'm sure it would have been worse if I did university. You you have a open. Yeah, well, it's um, it's funny you mentioned the fact that you looked at university beforehand because I did as well before the bootcamp. I. Um, I actually signed up for an IT, uh, Bachelor of IT at University of Canberra. And I, I signed up, I, I knew I was ready to start learning how to code, so I signed up for the course in November of 2017. Um, but university didn't start till February or January 2018. So. By the time the course started, I was like super keen. I'd done a couple of online courses and learned like a real little bit of JavaScript, but I was having stuck, like getting stuck with the basics and couldn't get my machine up and running. And I was typing like Linux commands into my Windows machine. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like, I've probably done that too at some point. So when, when like university was starting, I, uh, I had like a list of questions ready to go. Like I was, I was pumped, like, I wanted to do it, because at that stage I was like 30, around like 30 in my 30s. Uh, but the, the thing I didn't like about university was there's a lot of people there who just finished high school, and they didn't have the same kind of motivation and mindset. Wait, did like, you actually go? Yeah, I went to, I went to Before like... Before Academy? Yeah, I oh, I like, didn't even know that. I went to like two classes. Oh. So what happened was I went to, the first one I signed up for was web technologies and uh, I knew I wanted to build websites so I went to the lecture the lecture was not bad I asked the lecturer some questions He's, he told me just ask the person in the tutorial whoever runs the tutorial so I go to the tutorial with my list of questions and class finishes and I go up to the guy and he's like uh, start asking like basic HTML stuff he's like to be honest man I don't know anything about HTML <laughs> I'm just doing this to get my PhD for machine learning. And I'm like, this is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, university is not cheap, first of all. Second of all, you're wasting my fucking time. Because <laughs> time's more important. Like, yeah. I wanted to, like I said, just I get was, into it. I was 30 something. I made the decision. I want to learn it. Teach it to me. Yeah. And then, so it's just kind of like the, the culture of the university. I feel like it's slow paced. Um, it's a very lazy environment, yeah. especially from. I, I went lazy, to university it, briefly it feels as well. Like everyone is getting dragged along by the by the machine. Like, yeah, the university helps everyone. Like, they don't want anyone to fail. They want to, they want everyone to pass so that they stay at the university. Um, but those initial classes were super slow, too slow for me. Yeah. Um, you just wanted to execute. I wanted to execute. Yeah. And the boot camp, that's what I loved about the boot camp because week one, I was like neck deep. I had too much information. <laughs> I liked this. To the point where you weren't sleeping. <laughs> yeah. but was, you just wanted to be stressed. It was so fun because um, like you you realize straight away all, all the things that you wanted to do, like building websites, it's like at your fingertips now. You've got all the resources. Like we had so many good people in that team all like, you needed was a macbook that was <laughs> that was your only issue yeah so I, I, I dropped up to the first class the first week i had a windows machine 
uh, and doing the same thing, typing Linux commands into my window. <laughs> Following along with the class. Following along with the class. And the teacher's like, uh, has anyone here got a Windows machine? I, I put my hand up. I think one other person did too. And the teacher was like, oh, we're going to help you guys later. But for everyone else, like, this is how you do it. So that was day one, and then day two and day three was the same thing. So I went to the teacher at the end, like, end of the week, for the first week, and like, I'm really struggling with this Windows machine. Are we actually, like, am I going to be okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to get you working, but uh, you're going to struggle. With this <laughs> <laughs> so, Just don't expect to be number one, Frank, <laughs> if you have a MacBook, a Windows yeah, machine. So, a Windows, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think the next day I went straight to the Apple store and bought my first... First MacBook. MacBook. Never looked back. No, I've liked it ever yeah. since. Yeah. It's been great. But, um, yeah, I loved that uh, first week of the boot camp. I don't know how you found it. Because the thing with you is you had a lot of coding experience before you got there. I was, yeah. I was super green. Like, I had, I had no such limited knowledge. Well, we were on the opposite sides. Frank is a very social person and I'm, uh, I don't know what you would call the opposite. I don't want to say antisocial. <laughs> but uh, the, the parts we struggled were, were opposites. Yeah. The first day for me, they had everyone get up and introduce, there were 30 people in a room, which is, was rare for me. Like, I don't think I've ever been in a room <laughs> outside of church when I was a kid. <laughs> that had more than like 10 people in it. And then you have to go around to each of them, say hello, ask a question about them. We had to find a common interest. Oh, a common interest, that's yeah. right. And it was like climbing or hiking or something. I've still got them here in my bag. You've got a page. I've got the page. I just, I remember the, um, by the end of it, I was so like mentally exhausted from the social aspect. I actually felt like, I don't know if you've had this, but I feel like I have an out-of-body experience from exhaustion. Like my... My consciousness have, has left my body and I'm just barely, I, I was, remember sweating, like dripping sweat <laughs> from my face. Yeah. Like, when they said it first day, like everyone's there ready to start coding it up, then um, computers out there, and, and then the teacher's like, okay, everyone put your computer away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no coding. <laughs> I just wanted to sit down. Everyone was in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. wanted to do it, but then. Uh, yeah, I've got oh, you list. loved it, Frank. I've got the list here. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still got Do you, have you had that in your bag since it's we called, left? It's called the commonality game. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. What's our commonality? Did we uh, even talk? Where's James? Or did you call me Apple? Where are you? We didn't get through everyone. I've got Joseph. I got through everyone. Joseph, commonality was Jim and Deadlift. Jim and Deadlift. <laughs> Yeah, you can't see Frank, but Frank is swole, as they call it. Yeah, hits the gym every day. We've got a friend, Ash, a co- uh, and the commonality with Ash was the Bellagio buffet. He must have went to the Bellagio. I don't even know what a Bellagio is. So. Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you just talked about Vegas. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I think I just came up with the same one. <laughs> we can't expose them on air; they're private. I, I think I just ended up saying, like, I just, I remember I actually just ended up lying. Like, someone would, like, whatever their first thing, like, oh, do you bike? I was like, yes, I, I love biking. <laughs> Having not ridden a bike since I was, like, six. I just wanted to get the conversation over with. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that was the only, but we we done uh, a lot of interpersonal <clears throat> stuff. I think that was, the other thing I loved about the course was, by the end of it, had some really good connections with a lot of people who went on to get jobs in the industry. And so scattered throughout Sydney, you've got people... That are actually working. ...working in the industry, and you bump into them now and then and ask questions. I don't think many people... Almost everyone got a job. I don't know anyone who didn't. Yeah. Actually, I can think of maybe two people, but I think they essentially just didn't want to by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. There were people who did it also for reasons other than getting a job. Yeah. Some some people just wanted to learn how to code because they wanted to do other things. One of them wanted to do art installations or something. Yeah. I think uh, Ash was one that you mentioned. He wanted to just be a better product manager, yeah, right? That's right? So yeah. he did it with that that focus, which was quite the opposite from us. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the other great thing was when they <coughs> took us to all the offices of these tech companies in Sydney. That was awesome. Right? What offices did we go to? 
We went to we went to Google offices. Google, that's right. Yeah. We went to the the iconic. Oh yeah, and we saw the nude photography through one of the. <laughs> <laughs> that was very strange. <laughs> no, they were. No, they had they were like nude photos on the wall, and I was oh, like, it was a bit much for me. I was I was bright red at that point. Yeah, well, the it's photography. They use PHP. Oh, well, they were using. I remember they were talking about when we were there. They were migrating onto Docker with Node.js, though. Oh, they were. I don't know if that's maybe. Yeah, they might have. To be honest, I haven't kept up with anyone from uh, the the Ionic, the Iconic. Yeah, yeah. Right. no. Hopefully none of them listen to this as well. <laughs> I'm sure you have a great stack. I love you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, seeing all the offices and, and uh, seeing what like, a tech company looks like from the inside. And it, we got so much insight because not only did they show us through, a lot of the teams, like the team leads, or we had team leads and CTOs gave us like, uh, what would you call it, like... Um, Little talks. talks. Yeah, lightning talks. Yeah. Oh, right. There, there were heaps of people who came in. I always felt like, I don't know if you remember the guy who came in from AWS. Yeah. And he was like, he seemed so disappointed with us. He only came in in the first two months. So people weren't that highly skilled in yeah, programming. Exactly. And I wasn't talking yet. Yeah. I was still dead silent. No one had any idea who I was at that point. And uh, he came in and he like wrote this Lambda function and he's like, who can tell me what's missing on this function? Yeah. And it's like, it's function uh, multiply A comma B. And then inside of the body is just A times B. Yeah. And there's no return. Yeah. And he's like looking for someone to say add an, a return. And as soon as he like, <laughs> and he's like, come on guys, you have to know. <laughs> there's something missing here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, awkward. Yeah, I think he was expecting to get because he was talking about before he asked that he was saying we're hiring, we're looking for juniors, all yeah, this stuff. Right. Then no one said <laughs> you need a return because yeah. we were doing Ruby as well, and Ruby has implicit returns That's at the right. ends of yeah. statements. Yeah. So I'm sure that led to some confusion as well because yeah. that would have been the first language most people had learned. Yeah, yeah. yeah we started on Ruby, but then we the best language, Ruby. some say. Some would say that. Some would say that. We started with Ruby. We built a Ruby command line app. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Then we done a Rails app. Then we done... Then we swapped to JavaScript and learned React. And then the last project was a full-stack React app. Yeah. Yep. Mongo. Oh, right. No, we did Postgres. I did Postgres. I refuse to do Mongo. I have principles. <laughs> I'd be the butt of too many jokes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you had to get that. Uh, you couldn't just let the boot camp tell you what to do the whole time. No, I'm, I'm a bit of a. I didn't really buck. Did I buckle? I don't think I did that actually, much React. You didn't write any React until actually I remember this. You did. You didn't write any React, and then you had a. You made a point that you would not write React. Yeah. And then after the boot camp finished, we got placed in an internship. Me, you, and Joseph. And uh, I remember I was writing React in the internship, and I asked you a few questions. We we're all and we we're working on the same project. At the, at the internship and um, but you were doing more of the back end stuff and then I remember you had to change like you had to change some front end stuff and you didn't want to write it so you like came over to my machine and said I don't want to make any react commits <laughs> <laughs> on my username I'm just going to do it on yours and then for someone who had never written react you started writing it pretty good yeah, you've done that to me a couple of times now. Oh, you're like, oh, I don't know anything about front end. And then you'll start quoting me the legal documentation. <laughs> well, I read documentation for fun. It doesn't mean I actually know best practices. That's the thing. I end up writing React. I write it in the way that I want it yeah. and what makes sense to me, and yeah. then it doesn't work. Yeah. 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 But it's beautiful. It's lovely code. Oh, it's, I think it's good. Yeah. I always learn something new when I, when I look at your front end code because you... I always go looking at what people on the internet do with front-end code, and then it's interesting because you don't look at those people and you just come up with patterns. I only look at the back-end code. Yeah. So I write my front-end code like it like it has an HTTP server running yeah. at the front. Yeah. It's good. I always like, come up with get new little patterns, which is cool. But, um, I just don't trust anyone or anything, so I like to 
put everything in a box. Yeah. So did you? How much coding had you done before the boot camp? You done a fair bit. You done. You built websites before the boot camp. Yeah. So I did. Um, the very beginning for me was I did. Uh, I wrote my first game probably when I was like eight or so using something called Game Maker, which was a drag and drop editor. And then uh, that taught me how to do logic. And then I ended up doing some... There's like a language inside of Game Maker, the old Game Maker, that's like C that I ended up learning as well. Um, From there, I figured out how to do websites because uh, the local church was like, oh, we'll pay you $200 if you can make us a website for this this group and I was like oh my god that's more money than I've ever seen in my life I think I was like 11 at that point so I did that contract and then I started doing some little contracts and I've done little con- web, web development contracts but I, I, did, I didn't use any best practice I didn't know anything about engineering discipline or testing I was like the, the ultimate hacker <laughs> my brother wouldn't let me use uh, what was it I wanted to use Ubuntu or just like a standard just like deploy script essentially to get my app out PHP actually I used at the time and my brother was like no you have to use CentOS it's way more secure so I it's like uh, it's just a very hardened very secure very difficult to learn operating system so everything that I did (laughs) yeah so everything I did was like way too hard for essentially all of my youth and that's why I think when I was older when I it came time to find a job I was like I would never be able to be a programmer because I saw what other people did and I was like well fuck if it was this hard for me to you know get this dinky little php website with uh with a search bar up then there's no way i'm going to be able to actually deliver code at a at an organization so i don't think that became an option for me later on but then i i did uh game development i i started out in game art and then i figured out how to do game development i did unity c sharp so we made a few games pewdiepie played one of them that's uh yeah (laughs) <laughs> we're not mentioning the name of it because <laughs> I'm not linking that to myself. Um, but uh, that's like... People enjoyed that game. He did. Actually, it was played by a lot of people. Markiplier and everyone played it as well. It was a bit of a phenomenon. It was back when horror games were a thing yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Right? Well, that would yeah. give, gave you some good motivation to keep going when you start seeing like, these kind of... Yeah. Feedback. Yeah, but it was half it was half coding because it was more like level design coding. We were using an engine where you had to do coding to do like game triggers and everything. I didn't do like the hard I didn't do the like A star pathfinding for that stuff. I ended up writing a couple games after that. <clears throat> I, I ended up joining a startup uh that a friend of mine had uh started and was in an incubator for. I joined his startup and that failed dramatically anyway we won't go into the failure but i did i did programming there as well uh and then i think i got really burned down on like super burnt out as well on on like programming and like game development and i said i'd never work in games or software and then i just decided to work at a butcher so yeah but were you coding when you're at the butcher shop are you still coding yeah i was actually that's probably the time when i spent the most like when i started learning all the theory because i would i knew that like grinding away at the butcher after a while i worked there for several years after a while i figured out this isn't really for me so i ended up reading i read probably the hardest books that i can think of uh uh, taoc what is it the art of code which is like a four series book which is thick and hard to read and comprehend but it it gives you all of the uh, vocabulary if you can get into it and then uh, i ended up reading a lot of uncle bob stuff and even though i'd never built an application like a a large scale application like microservices or anything. I still, I think I How took a lot of that stuff away. Google. I think I just looked up like what are the best books to learn how to. I just wanted to find out how to get a job, and then I read all these Stack Overflow posts. I was doing coding anyway because I did contracts then as well, like little contracts for like. I ended up working while I was at the butcher. I did contracts for several for Removalist as well in Sydney. I did their SEO and their um, their landing pages and everything, and then I worked for another one, uh, and then I had like just people would that my family or my friends knew would come to me and say yeah. hey can you help me get this off the ground so and I'd help them do that yeah I think I started 
Yeah, so I, I, I've, it, I, it was easier for me to, to get up and running in my career, I think, because I just had the vocabulary and I knew what everything was. And I also, I started in, at the opposite direction. Most people, I think, start with like X equals this. I started with uh, like the Unix shell and like worked my way up from the operating system. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even do any programming in the beginning. It was all like getting frameworks up uh, and deploying databases and that sort of thing on, on like, what, what do they call them? Uh, VPSs, virtual private servers. Yeah. I think it's before EC2 was really, like, cloud wasn't really a big thing the first time I, I made a client website. Yeah, so you had really good fundamentals. By the time you got to the boot camp, mm. the time we started, you, you knew JavaScript. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd done web development, heaps. I didn't know JavaScript like we did it, though. I knew JavaScript like document.query selector, ah, and I knew jQuery. jQuery yeah. So I knew the old school way, and then I go there. Ruby, I learned... Uh, the week before. So the, um, that was an interesting story. The uh, interview person, I, I was like super down on myself. I was like, I don't really know that much. I'm not going to, I'm like, I'm worried. Uh, is there an, a test I have to do beforehand? Can I get some, like I'm paying out of pocket. Is there anything I can do to make it more likely for me to get in the course? And the guy was like, oh, just make sure that you learn Ruby before you come to the course and I was like all right fine I don't know if you know the pickaxe book but it's like uh it's like three inches deep of like every ruby method it goes through the eigen class it goes through all of the way that classes are structured and then I ended up reading one of Sandy Metz's books as well and I finished the books and I wrote down notes about every chapter like I finished the book so when I got to Coder Academy I actually knew ruby like more than I think the instructor necessarily did at the time. I think definitely more than the instructor because as people started working out within the class how much you knew, uh, it was apparent that people would go to you first for answers before the instructor. <laughs> or the assistants, yeah. <laughs> or the assistants. I think I also understood people like at that level yeah. more. Yeah. You liked helping everyone too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you're clo- you're closer to the learning experience, I think when you're yeah. starting out. I think if I were in the same place now, I'd probably be less patient. Un- unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, you had a lot of fundamentals when you started the boot camp, whereas someone like me, probably a few of the other people there, not touching any kind of code or very limited exposure to coding. Um, the boot camp ramped us up super fast, and we could build stuff, but. Uh, I reckon for the next two years, I was filling so many gaps in my knowledge, like even still now, which is always the yeah. case, I think, with programming. You always, and technology, you always have to just keep learning new things all the time. But uh, there were so many times where I just didn't know what was going on and had to just <laughs> take a few steps back and, and say, all right, I'm not going to like build any more stuff until I understand how this thing works. Yeah. And just the willingness to learn, though, is worth a lot, though, in this industry. Yeah. Because I feel like a, one of the trade-offs you get with, like, a graduate is that the graduate isn't as interested to learn something, whereas the, the boot camp graduate is super eager to learn whatever they're sort of, like, whatever they're thrown at, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yes, that was, uh, that was interesting. But... Uh, you built, so while we were, they gave you a couple of extra challenges yeah. in the class. So I actually knew Ruby, but the yeah. first three months were essentially just learning Ruby. Yeah. Like, I think week four, we were still doing like, what's a class and what's an instance yeah. of a class or something, yeah. which was uh, draining to say the least, because I commuted so much, I was working and then I'd get to class and I'd just feel like I was about to like die yeah. in my chair. <laughs> Uh, they gave me this project. They just approached me, pulled me into a room. I thought I was going to get kicked out of the course. I remember actually thinking, like, what did I say <laughs> that offended someone? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what have I done to get kicked out? And they didn't say anything to, like, dissuade me from that. Uh, up until, like, we actually got into the office, they locked the door, and then they, like, pitched me the idea. They were like, they wanted me to build a, um, it's not a CMS, what do you call it? An LMS, a learning management system. Yeah. They essentially wanted me to take uh, Code Wars and make the same thing. Uh, to be used in the... To be used specifically boot, for boot camp. Boot camp. Yeah, yeah, for the next boot camp, which they actually ended up doing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that was that was an interesting project. We, there were some other people that floated in, in and out of the project. 
the scope was pretty big. Looking back on that task, I don't think I would have given it to someone yeah. <laughs> in my position. Uh, the uh, I was aware of the security risks of it, so I ended up having to do. Uh, so I learned AWS on that project. Essentially, the uh, essentials of AWS. Uh, elastic beanstalk deployments, all this stuff. I am all of that because of that project. And then I also had to learn containerization because I didn't really know anything about containers because they weren't a big deal. Uh, well, they were they were the Linux portion of containers has all, all like existed for a very, very, very long time. But they weren't like, you know, Docker wasn't a, a, a big name. When when I when I started. Yeah, no one was Kubernetes wasn't around or anything. It still was what Borg or, or whatever they call it at Google. <clears throat> and uh, I had to pick up Docker and figure out how to do remote co- code execution <laughs> on an EC2 instance. It was It's like, it's both the dirtiest and the most satisfying project I've worked on. <laughs> the end result was you'd like type in, the, the instructors so had to write the, some what tests. What projects you build? Uh, so they, they would enroll every student. They'd add every student to the uh, the their class. They, they were grouped and tagged the students. They specifically wanted to be able to like give assignments to people who were advanced. They said like, oh, imagine you. We need to give you harder assignments, and we need to give you know someone else like easier. <laughs> I would never say that. <laughs> we need to give other people the standard assignments. The people below need remedial assignments. So then, the, like every week, the 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 uh, assistant was able to like mark students and then assign them tasks based on. Uh, their like standard library of tests because they wanted to use this for all of their future boot camps. Uh, that's a big scope. That's a massive scope, yeah. I think, in hindsight. Full uh, learning management system. A full learning management system. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know anything about Capybara really at that yeah. point, so I had no full in, in tests. So the, that was. The killer feature was wasn't it like the code was uh, executed part. It was like a Code Wars clone, that section. It was actually Code Wars with an LMS built on top of it. Yeah, so there was actually relatively safe remote code execution on these servers. And I remember that looked pretty good. That was, uh, yeah, it did. It was, it was, that was the killer feature. I, I don't even remember how I did that. Because I, I, I would need uh, like a Kubernetes cluster now to be able to do what I did back then. But I just did that with like two EC2 instances, <laughs> some like spit and duct tape. <laughs> But you'd, you'd, uh, the teacher would write a test in RSpec or whatever the test framework is, and then they would end up uh, like assigning that, and then the person would type code, and then if it passed the test, they'd get a green check, and the submission would be complete. The instructor would get a notification. I also implemented analytics on top of it, not like Google Analytics, but I used this thing called Blaze, and I wrote all these custom SQL queries because they wanted to know like who was doing really well in the class. Oh, and so they, uh, it was only like two months that I had for that project, and I think I, yeah... No, I Jesus, it was good. It was a it was a big one, uh, unexpected. We, I think uh, it should be part of the standard curriculum. Actually, <laughs> I, it's not fair they made me do that. <laughs> I think you got your money's worth out of boot camp. Do you think you did? Uh, not in the traditional way. I don't think I necessarily learned much from any of the course curriculum. The course the curriculum, curriculum was itself, no, no, but, not at all. But maybe as a side effect, yeah, for sure, you learned a lot. Yeah, the curriculum was not useful to me in the slightest. However, the people that I met, obviously, very critical to the uh, rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, the experience that I had working with people, the in- actually the internship. If I didn't have that internship, I would not have. I probably wouldn't be working in software. No, I love the internship. Yeah. What did we do there? We made that. <laughs> Let's talk about. <laughs> Let's talk about the internship. So everyone. Everyone in the boot camp had to intern as part of the course. At the end, they had to intern at a tech company. Yeah. And we went in groups mainly. So it was mainly groups of two or three people would go to Sydney tech companies. Yeah, talk about the interviews, actually. Do, yeah, so yeah. there was a full interview process. Like, um, like wherever the, the companies that were bringing these interns on done an interview process. So, so with us, we had to go into... Um, Coding challenge, I think, wasn't it? We did a coding challenge did, together like, at the place that we ended up interning with. Yeah. I don't know if we should say where we were, where we interned. Maybe not. No, I don't know. Really doesn't uh, matter. But I think the it was a it was a palindrome check, wasn't it? Yeah, and the first solution that 
I did. They were like, write, write the palindrome, and I just did like string dot reverse. Imagine if there's a world where you don't have string dot reverse. I'm sure everyone just did like string dot reverse, <laughs> and they like I, I can't believe they didn't just think of that immediately. <laughs> so upsetting. Maybe that was part of a test, so you could use the basic answer. Yeah. But um, I was pretty happy to, to get that after after we had the the check, then they gave us an actual. After, they, after we had the coding challenge uh, and we met the team, they actually gave us a take-home test, I think, didn't they? Or was that before? Oh, that's we before. Did a, we, we did a, a map. So we did a map using their public-facing API yeah. that they use on their homepage. Yeah. Then you had to populate it, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we had, a, we had like a take-home test, then we, we went in. So we got like the full experience. It was good. The full interview, it yeah. It was like we were actually interviewing for... Except in a big group, and we were all competing with each other. Yeah. Which I guess you're competing with other people, but you don't get to, like, sit next to them. Yeah. I didn't feel bad competing with anyone that way. No, no, that's true. I felt bad. I felt Ah. my first interview didn't go well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you didn't go to the first place. Well, they ended up... They wanted me to come. They picked someone... I, I... I did not do well in interviews. Well, I didn't do well in interviews. I'm much better now. I don't think I really care anymore. I'm very laid back in interviews now. But uh, then I was super stressed. I was like literally shaking when I went in. And I I remember drinking water. My hand was like vibrating as I drank. And like I choked. (laughs) I thought I was about to die. They asked me some really, really basic questions that I knew like by heart. But I I, like just got tangled up on my words. Like, and then I I just failed. I think there were, there were probably... There were three times I cried what, <laughs> at Coder Academy. Oh, really? And uh, one of them was after the first interview. It was that, like, painful. I, 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 such, a, such an experience. I'm glad I've not had another one like that. Was the, was the interview, were they, uh, what was their interview style? Was it very direct? Or? I don't know what you'd even call it. It wasn't really an interview. Yeah. The, the, one of the guys was programming, and then, like, he, he, it was obvious that, like, the business person was there to talk to me. Okay. He wasn't super interested in being there. And then, like, he unearthed, essentially, from the bowels of the programming, this, this other guy who clearly was in, an, in the middle of an incident, now that I look back on it. Like, I recognize that face, actually. <laughs> Some service was down at that point. And uh, he asked me, like, these basic like, oh, what, what, what do you call a function that takes another function? He, they were big on functional programming, which I thought would be like... Oh, Ruby, yes. No, no, they didn't do any Ruby. They had, uh, they were using, what, Happy, I think. Okay. Initially, they had their uh, Brownfield and their Greenfield project. Their Greenfield project was all uh, functional JavaScript. Oh, right. Which, looking back, probably not ideal to, to go with untyped JavaScript as as functional land yeah. uh, that should stay in fantasy land I guess yeah but uh, anyway didn't go well yeah we obviously uh, you must have had some gut instinct that that wasn't going to be the right fit for you that's why you went to the second one no I really wanted to go there it was on I, the only I oh, actually to the first one, yeah, to the yeah, first yeah. one I really wanted to go there because I thought well to me I, I wanted to go to the hardest place possible I yeah, didn't yeah. want to go somewhere where it would be easy yeah. and then they'd spit me out and I'd be a junior developer for the next two years yeah. I wanted to go somewhere where I'd be challenged so much that I'd be chaos breeds uh, opportunity I wanted to go somewhere chaotic that would give me power <laughs> so that's what I tried to to find I think yeah. But I was also upset because they didn't accept me first. So, yeah. uh, out of spite, I think I also didn't want to go there after. Anyway, you know, the place you ended up at, I think you enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. There were some ups I and downs. Yeah. yeah. We won't talk about the downs, but all, they were all ups, actually. I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved my time, eh? Yeah. The team was good. I was surprised at how welcoming everyone was, considering we were only going to be there for three or four weeks. They gave us a lot of their time. Yeah, they did. But we were actually delivering. That's that's yeah. the difference. I think they. Well, you were. I was like writing your code Well, we we were part of a team, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no me. There's no James and team. <laughs> the uh, yeah, we but we were actually delivering software that solved problems. I think yeah. we we solved several bugs. We added features. Yeah, yeah. I, I built one of the homepage components yeah. for them. Like uh, we essentially were. I feel like we were operating at the same level of an, as a yeah. as a developer, so it was all win 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 for them. Well, they offered you a job at the end. They did, yeah. You you wanted to move on. I, on the other hand, 
want, didn't want to go anywhere. <laughs> so you wanted the job they offered me. And, and I even asked them. I said, look, I'll stay and work for free. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I That's so terrible. Uh, I was learning heaps there. Yeah. That was the, the, the best thing about the internship was understanding the difference between a React app that you build off a tutorial or a, uh, some curriculum compared to what you see in the wild. Yeah. Like so much. None of the curriculum code does anything, really. It gives you the concepts. I don't know. I, like even that. But when you see like a, yeah. a, a large one, like a large application, yeah, uh, it just blew my mind. Like when they, the first couple of days in the truck, get a dev environment running, um, just getting everything spun up, I was like, oh my God, this is like, yeah. Am I going to be able to do this? Oh, I remember. But that was microservices as well. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to run that on my laptop now. They had this system that would start up like 16 different services. Yeah. And the introduction to how to use them all was like, yeah, you can point them at staging or just here, but it's in the config file somewhere. I don't know. You'll, <laughs> you'll essentially have to figure it out. So we were just left with like, I remember it just kicked our laptop fans on immediately. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. It was like 30 gigs of RAM used instantly. <laughs> we all like it at the same time. The only reason why I was, <laughs> the only reason why my computer kept working was because I was using Vim and I didn't have a uh, Slack open or anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, um, the other thing too was, Understanding what it's like working in a team, doing stand up for the first time, and uh, seeing how people like put tickets and interact with each other. They were very inter- interested in traditional traditional agile more than anywhere else. I think. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean traditional agile? I mean, they were very strict about the stand up. They were very strict oh, yeah. about tickets. Yes. Uh, All the rituals. The rituals were very important and they were strictly adhered by. Whereas everywhere else, it's more like, yeah, Yeah. we'll do the, we'll put some tickets in and it doesn't really matter. I don't know if that's good or bad, but anyway. Whatever works for a team, I think. Yeah. It seemed like they were coming to the end of that when we were there because, like, they'd done enough feature build that they essentially have to move on. Like, what other features were they going to add? They're adding a few features, but they just got... Those were entirely separate, though. They weren't, like... Because, remember, they had teams for each service. So, what was, like, the off-service team going to add? Ah, true. Yeah. But they just finished a large rebuild from... From a monolith. Yeah, I think a Java monolith. Yeah. Yeah. They rebuilt the whole thing in React and Node. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that was was an awesome thing for my resume. I think it helped me get a job. Hmm. Yeah, people have definitely, in the interviews that I've done since, they don't really read what the job title is. They just look at, like, (laughs) what the place is, and they see if they recognize it. So if they can recognize the name, you know, it's it's a benefit. Yeah. Yeah. But But, uh, uh, you wouldn't want to get a job with a resume anymore. Anyway, I feel. I think we're both past the point. If you you were going to get another job, you'd want to get it from someone you knew, ideally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's... I know when I was in that, so as soon as I finished the internship, the, the thing that was on my mind was I need to get employed as fast as possible because I don't want a large gap between yeah, that's the, worst. the internship and when I get my first That's what job. the killer is, yeah. And the other thing I was worried about was uh, if I lose the skills, so the skills that I built up were still relatively new. I didn't want to take a break in coding uh, and, and maybe some of the knowledge that you get doesn't stick. So I remember as soon as I finished the internship, I was like, fight, like getting on Udemy and finding more courses. And I was spending a lot of my days just doing that. Like I'd go build the Udemy, I'd do a full Udemy course, and then I'll try and do it again from scratch, like without referencing too much of the yeah. content. Um, that paid off for you though. For sure, because yeah. you ended up going to a better company than I did. <laughs> a way better company. <laughs> the meetups, I think the meetup worked for me too because I met someone at a meetup and had a bit of a chat. Oh, some soft skills there, Frank. It's a little skills. bit of an unfair advantage, I think, in and this then, industry. I don't know if they actually recommended me, but they, they did tell me there was a position open, which I applied for. Yeah. Um, so I probably wouldn't have known about that if I didn't go into the meetup. Mm. But, uh, Been to many meetups since. Not these days. 
No, not these days. I gave up on meetups. Like, I think I went to one and I was just so exhausted by the end of it. (laughs) If I hear someone talk about monads one more time (laughs) in a tech talk, oh my God, I'm over it. They can be hit and miss meetups. Yeah. If the content's good or the uh, person giving the presentation's good, it's always fun. It's not, a, it's it's not even about that though, is it? it? It's The thing is, I go there because I want to hear the tech talks, yeah. but then I feel like everyone else is going there because they want to talk to other people. But I don't want to talk to other people, <laughs> but I want to listen to the tech talks. Well, yeah, I like the tech talks better. Like, seeing people is obviously good. Frank believes he's an introvert. <laughs> However, he is definitely an extrovert. You that. say such 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 statements. But uh, definitely going to the meetups and just uh, getting some learning some new interesting things is what I kind of go there for. I try and avoid the free pizza. The free pizza. Well, that's the best part, actually. Actually, uh, that's I right. I didn't have much money, so I was super <laughs> excited when I when they had the free food. I was amazed. They just had free alcohol. I'd never had so much alcohol in my life. I think I had like one beer. Yeah. Actually, that that's when I started drinking as well. It's <laughs> the boot camp. Software has a lot of alcohol in it. I feel. <laughs> Maybe that's every industry, but yeah. Maybe it's just you coming of age. Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't a real man <laughs> until I did the boot camp. <laughs> I've only just now been able to grow a mustache, so... It's looking good. <laughs> Thank you. We, we won't have a photo of it anyway on the internet. <laughs> it's not available. Get a shot of it somewhere. Yeah. Um, that was about it for the boot camp, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. That was... I would do it again, even though it was expensive. Um, but time... You've got to measure the time. Six months and get a job in a company straight away. Well, I, I think about it in terms of what my salary ended up being. Yeah. Uh, so if I think I I paid off Coder Academy within the first year relative to my previous full-time job salary because I was making nearly minimum wage in management at MacPack. Yeah. And then moving up from there, I think I, I more than doubled. I tripled my salary, doubled again, and then added another... 20%. Yeah. So, yeah. And the, the growth curve is quick if you can deliver. Yeah. The, like the, the curve on, the, on your remuneration. Uh, yeah, you can, you can get to the top quite quickly, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's, it like takes extra work. Uh, but if you love doing it, mm. if, you, if you enjoy doing coding work in your spare time, you can definitely do it either way, though, right? Yeah. Like, it, people who just want to do it as a job and they want to stay home and play video games yeah. after work, then that's that's perfectly... I think that's probably half the people I know in software. Yeah. Like, they do their own thing, they go to dinner afterwards, yeah. and then they don't think about it when they go home, and that's a perfectly valid way to go about it. Yeah. I, I don't think... Those people also have had longer... Like their career startup, like they spent like two years as a junior, then they spent two years as a mid, whatever, and then it took longer for them to ramp up. Yeah. But yeah, e- either one's valid, and, and they both work. Yeah, I'll probably uh, go to my deathbed wishing I was the the slow starter <laughs> instead of the fast starter. <laughs> Wish I'd actually traveled instead of just programming every day. But we'll leave that for future James. <laughs> Enjoy the journey. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Enjoy it as you go. Well, about, uh, if you're going to do it all the time, you have to do the programming that you want to do, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. If there's a, uh, a job and you're not enjoying it... Yeah. you got to bounce it. Bounce it. Bounce, bounce the server. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out of it. I remember who told me that. Bounce the server. What a statement. Who told you? I don't remember. I think that was it. Like two jobs ago. Yeah. I don't say that company's name. No. He who shall not be named. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that probably covers the boot camp. What else did we talk about? That was was the boot camp. What were your expectations, I suppose, relative to what you did? That's the only other thing. I didn't have high expectations because all the other, uh, like I said before, all the other avenues that I approached weren't great like self-learning I was struggling with university was going to be long and tedious so when I got there I thought well if I can build a website I'll be pretty happy and it was it was better than that yeah so 
be interesting to know what it's like now with the remote. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I don't think we can uh, diss anyone, but I can't. I can't imagine I'd want to do it if it was remote. Personally, when, once COVID blows over, maybe if that ever happens, then I think it'll be a better choice. But remote learning, the, all the things that we got out of the course, I think were because of the social interactions. Unless yeah, it's really challenging to how do you how do you how do you bring some of what we had in real life to a Zoom chat. It's very hard. How do you go to Fratelli Fresh after yeah, well, even every like Thursday? Where, yeah. yeah, people would just hang out. My first there. espresso martini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just go get a drink after the, after the day is finished. Yeah, and just talk about nothing. Talk about shit. It, it's really, it sounds surprising, but that's a unique experience for me. That's one of the things that I got out of it more than anything. Yeah. Casual drinking. <laughs> 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 and karaoke. Uh, Karaoke, yeah. yeah. I know they try and foster it a lot. It's definitely like um, it's definitely been thought of when people deliver these online courses. But I don't know if, if you can actually deliver something of the same. I suppose you can't. No, even in VR or something, I don't think it'd be the same. Yeah. Like you still wouldn't have people feel comfortable speaking up and like asking questions as much as they do. Well, sometimes you just ask. You have weird conversations with people because they sit next to you yeah and you wouldn't necessarily call someone you don't know up on a zoom chat and just talk about some random stuff that you, you wouldn't tap them on the shoulder no. yeah you also wouldn't have the like i feel like uh, you learn in programming way more especially in the beginning not by reading and practicing but by learning something and then trying to teach someone else yeah. if i wasn't trying to fix other people i i learned more from fixing other people's issues yeah, yeah. i learned how to read a stack trace real fast <laughs> so. even simple things like the guy who was sitting two chairs over from me had a really nice terminal like it looked great and then oh everyone got on what was it oh my zish yeah 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 um like oh that's cool like how did you do that and then you start learning about Oh, we're going to do it through like you've got to set up a terminal. And you got to use the ZHRC and the yeah. yeah install brew. Yeah, and then yeah. Like, all these little tools. You never would have had that remote. Yeah, it would have been in the help. Like they could have like added it at the beginning, but know, then it's not the same. It's not the same. There was such excitement about it as well, know, and so there was like <laughs> there were terminal wars. <laughs> I remember how upset I was everyone else got pretty terminals because I already had the pretty terminal <laughs> and I made mine myself <laughs> but anyway yeah yeah but uh, yeah it's definitely something to be said for just having random conversations because they, they always lead to other conversations too like it starts off with one thing and it leads to another yeah once you're comfortable talking to them you can ask them a technical question yeah. you'd never have the teaching someone else like a student helping another student if you were in the zoom like the zoom or the microsoft right. teams environment it's a lot more load on the teacher for sure yeah and then it's it's silence it's dead silence yes. and then someone's dog barks or yeah someone goes off mute and says a question Actually, remember how many times everyone would be dead silent so like class would start at 10 yeah and then lunch would be like 12 31 and then everyone would be quiet in the class listening typing doing stuff yeah on Facebook. Michael, would, Michael would say, oh, is there any questions? Everyone's quiet. No one says anything. <laughs> then lunchtime comes, everyone goes to the lunchroom. Everyone's looking at each other. And like, Who knows what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys understand any of that? And then, no, no, we don't. And then you get that um, like affirmation that you're not yeah. the other one going through these <clears throat> problems. Like, you wouldn't get that, yeah. Going through the same thing. Like, no one knew what was... Like, it was we were neck deep in learning these new things and everyone was suffering together suffering and they together. shared the burden together and then, and then once you realize we're all like together then it's like oh let me help you and you help me and you kind of pull each other all through yeah most of us probably wouldn't have made it if if it wasn't in person i feel like that yeah. class would have gone from 30 to 16 very quickly probably. yeah, yeah. That might happen to me yeah um, it'd be quite depressing as well i feel Anyway, <laughs> we can't be so negative. Should find out. Find yeah, tell out. a joke, Frank. <laughs> we have to liven it now. Uh, but yeah, definitely do it again. Yeah.
Um, Maybe not do it again. I feel like we can do better now. <laughs> Maybe start our own boot camp. Yeah, we'll start a boot camp, the Unruly Software Boot Camp. Actually, we should start, uh, for all you guys listening, jump on the Discord server. <laughs> you now have to make a Discord server, you realize. <laughs> Just jump on the... It'll be up soon. Jump on there. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. You've set yourself a task. It's going on the Trello board now, you realize. That's right. Make a ticket. Yeah. We're making a Discord server. So what else are we going to talk about next time? Next time? Man, I guess uh, we've done the life stuff. We need Joseph here. Yeah. It'd be good to talk about Coder Academy one more time with him and see what his perspective is. Yeah, but we'll, uh, we'll have to... We'll, we'll have to go through... We can talk about our first jobs. Our first jobs. In the industry. Oh, out wow. Of the, out of the <laughs> Yeah, we like? can try that. That was interesting. There was some drama there for me. <laughs> first jobs, second jobs, third jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's an episode. That's an episode. All right, very good. Say, say goodbye to unruly softwareians. Is that... Unrulians. Unrulians. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has a pet name, right? All, 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 how many? We have like, what, 17,000 subscribers now? Absolutely more hectic. More wow. More. <laughs> We've uploaded at least, what, 101 episodes? So, yeah. A lot will be coming from uh, streaming farms, but that's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's next episode. Yeah, tune in next week. Let's talk about. The repercussions of bad actors on the internet and yes. how that can affect you. And also the actor model. The actor model. <laughs> in programming, yeah. Yeah, we need context. Yeah. What actors are talking about. Yeah. Very good. All right. That's it. Over and out. Goodbye.